Less Than 2000, the podcast. There has been exactly one athlete that no matter what, my entire life, that I ever thought was the coolest, most badass motherfucker on the planet, and that was Michael Jordan. And I just finished The Last Dance, and it is incredible. The only thing that I'm mad at, the only thing that I can look back and go, Michael Jordan, to this day, nobody has won four in a row. And if he wouldn't have walked away from the game, they could have won straight through almost the entire 90s. So you didn't have a problem. I thought you had a problem with him not being an NBA jam. I seem to remember you saying, F you, Jordan, on that episode. Well, that's because all I wanted to do was play as Michael Jordan. But instead, I had to I had to play as someone else that I didn't want to be. I wanted to be Michael fucking Jordan. What about when he went to play ba- baseball? Did, did you have a problem with that? Yeah, because he quit playing for the Chicago Bulls. So that's at least three things that you got an issue with. Well, yeah, but the, the issue I'm having with, you're trolling me, brother. I think the reason why I'm upset, they're tied together. He was worn out. He, he the, the Bulls organization, finding out by watching this documentary, just the depths of how stupid, how dumb the Bulls organization was. Yeah, right. Is my, you're winning, you're winning. This may be his last season. We're going to kind of remove this. That little fucking weasel that was in charge. Jerry Krause is that little head you were talking about, right? Pippen got fucking screwed. Pippen took, Pippen got no money, man. Jordan was making over just in his basketball salary, just the salary, not royalties for Jordans or anything, was making over $30 million a year in the 90s. That is insane. Yeah. Best dynasty by far in any sport. And and every single year, they were like breaking it, talking about breaking it up. But Michael Jordan is undeniably the best player that's ever existed in basketball. And he was such a role model, such an amazing athlete that he transcended all of the sports. He was the biggest face in the world. And what's incredible is it took him five years to really get there. Sure, he was a great rookie. You know, he, he had some good stuff. He had good playing time. He got his Nike deal like his second year or something. Then he actually got injured. Then, you know, he came back and all this and that. But he really didn't, you know, what we remember as being like the greatest winning dynasty in basketball history didn't happen to the 90s. I mean, he'd been playing for five five years. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't winning championships. But as of the 89 to 90 season, right before he started winning them the following season, he had led the league four straight years in scoring. So, I mean, he was already insanely good. He just, the team wasn't winning. He had the Dan Marino thing going on for a while until he broke through. And then it was like, when he played full seasons, nobody else could win. The, the, the years, the only time anybody else won really during the 90s, he was not playing. There, didn't he come back like mid-season after baseball? And, he, and they didn't make the, champion, the, 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 the championship the, what, the 94-95 season? Correct. When he was playing. But he wasn't there a whole season. Like, he, he just kind of came back mid-season. It's like, well, maybe I can get us to the playoffs. But no, he gets back next full season, and then they go on another three-peat. And then he retires again and because... Probably because of Jerry Krause being such a No, actually, that's not true. He famously said, if Phil Jackson does not coach, 
I will not be playing for the Bulls. And they still let Phil go. That is the dumbest <laughs> Absolutely. It's moronic. Do you know who we have to thank for the Bulls winning all of those championships? Phil and MJ. Phil himself. And here's why I'm going to say this. You have the greatest player ever, Michael Jordan, the GOAT. Phil knew how to rein him in. He knew when to get him to pass the ball. He knew when to let him go. Because Michael had the attitude of, no one's going to be better than me, and I'm going to make it happen. And he would make it happen. Phil was the one, as a coach, that got him to recognize the value of the team. And then he had an amazing team around him. Every single championship. No one person could win championships. It wasn't until Phil came in and said, Michael, here's going to be the game plan and worked with the team. That's when they won. Here's why Phil Jackson could get players to buy in. There is no doubt in my mind that Phil Jackson smoked weed. Like he smoked as much, if not more weed than any player in the NBA. I mean, they were probably getting their from him. Absolutely. And this is the perfect time. To mention the fact that your dad was our coach for basketball growing up all those years. And years after year, he was he was our coach. And I always thought your dad looked like Phil Jackson, especially when he had the beard. And so now I'm thinking your dad was probably high all the time. He wasn't. Well, uh, maybe we would have won more had we had we done that. And hook his players up with it. Let me let me really click and be clear. Let everybody. We're not talking like high school or college ball. We're talking like middle school and junior high ball. So let's just to clarify this weed comment: the middle school and junior high. Being a professional athlete was not in the cards for me. No. So I, I thank your that. dad. I thank your dad for for showing me that at, at at about thirteen, so I could move on to more important things like practicing law and making podcasts about the 80s and 90s. Now, there were always rumors like, didn't he have a really bad gambling problem? Or or did he just gamble a lot? And people were like, oh, it wasn't quite fitting with the kid-friendly Space Jam kind of image. And like, oh, wow, Michael Jordan will go and drop 200 grand at the casino. Here's the thing. When you're the greatest of all time, People are going to want to speculate when's it going to end? What's going to be the demise? You know, it's headlines sell papers. What was incredible to me is I kept expecting what you just said. I, I was expecting to have that moment when I went, oh my God, there it is. There's the thing. There's the almost all of that pure bull. <laughs> Him, them trying to say that the, the gambling debts that Michael Jordan had were tied to his father's death. Bullshit. The, the, oh, he went and he, he was gambling all night and that's why they lost one of the games. You know, bullshit. He was still home by one. They were all, it was all eyes on him all the time and people were completely writing false information. The big thing though is his hyper-competitiveness and there's no doubt about that. And the, the stories about his trash talking is legendary. Apparently nobody could talk trash like Michael. And then of course he could back it up like no one else could. So he would verbally slay you as he's like dribbling through his legs and totally schooling you doing a crossover and making his way to the basket. So, um, I've got, I got a couple rants about him. First, first of all, I guess my, my dislike of the guy goes back to 
the Pistons and the wars that they had with the Pistons in the late 80s. The Pistons were a big deal when I was starting to get into sports, and, and they were like the big stepping stone. You know, that was the big hurdle the Bulls had to overcome. And I liked Isaiah Thomas. That was my guy because I always liked the, the the shorter guys. Being a short guy myself, I liked the Isaiah Thomases, the Muggsy Bogues of the world. Well, and Isaiah was also, he liked to, you know, he was scrappy as f- and that whole team is scrappy. I love their brand of basketball. The bad boys, Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas. Those guys were tough MFers. And I don't know why I'm censoring myself so much this episode, but those guys were tough guys. And they that was their strategy. Beat the f- out of Jordan and the Bulls and everybody that they came up against. I mean, watching one of their, their sports, was watching a, a Pistons game was a lot like, like NBA Jam. It was fun to watch. Well, yeah, but so why do you hate Jordan? They're the ones being heads. So why is what's what's against Jordan on that? Well, I, I, it's, okay. So after they finally overcame the hurdle, they won every like we said every time they played. They they made it all the way the rest of his career when he played full seasons, and uh, it, it just got annoying. I just liked the other side. And it just became a joke, like year after year after year. It was the Lakers the first joke, joke. What do you mean a joke? I mean, it was the most incredible run in sports history, and you're going to sit here and say it was a joke? I don't mean. You can't deny. I don't mean amazing. No, that that team was, and it wasn't just Jordan. It wasn't. It wasn't a joke, as in he was a joke or that team is a joke. I'm saying it was like it became comical. How? Every single year in multiple layers of the playoffs, and you think you've got him against the ropes. You think you've got the Bulls against the ropes. They went to game seven how many times during that run? And you're like, this is the time against the Pacers, against the Celtics. All the all those years, it's the, the magic and stuff. You're like, this is the year the Bulls are finally going to lose and not make it to the finals. Every f-ing year, he pulls it out. The Bulls pull it out. And so that's why it became comical. It's like, how is he going to do it? Like, let's see the show. Let's, you know what the ending's going to be. You know Hulk Hogan's going to the win, but but you just still think maybe Andre the Giant's going to win this time. I, I don't know. It was, it was, it's just fun to be on the other side of that and, and, and pray that, okay, he's finally going to go down. And he took out the Lakers the first time and, and, and then the Suns the second time. The, the, the Trailblazers, and then he went away and he came back and he went to the Sonics, uh, Supersonics, and then the, the Jazz twice. And I was a Suns guy. I was a Jazz guy. I was just always rooting, like, somebody, please knock this guy off. And it never happened. I'm going to bring it down a minute because I just got really heated a second ago. Here's why I'm okay with being a massive Jordan fan. And I think it's incredible how, he, how they kicked the crap out of everybody, even if it went to game seven. Jordan didn't stick around too long. He did it. He did his early years where he was learning the craft and they were forming the team and they were doing all this and that. And then he essentially had two, three peats. And he said, I'm not going to be the player that you have to drag off the court because you're so old. He knew when to leave. He knew when it needed a break and he knew when he wouldn't be at the peak fitness to be able to give the fans what they need because his philosophy was if you're paying money to come see me for three hours, I'm going to give you a show. 
He cared about the fans. He cared about everybody. So he didn't stick around too long. You weren't like, oh, he was so great between, you know, 1990, whatever. To, and then he kind of dipped for like eight years and he kind of became unrelevant. And, he, you know, no, he played and then he got out. Other than the Wizards, which don't f***ing count. <laughs> I was just going to say, what throws water on that whole argument, you're forgetting about the Wizards when he completely sold out because he had an ownership stake in the Wizards that he came back and played for them to, to sell tickets. The former Washington Bullets that became the Wizards. And, and then, I mean, come on. He was definitely... How many years did he play for the Wizards, though? It, it, I don't, it doesn't matter if it was only one year. I think it was three, but if it was, even if it was only one year that, that completely defeats the argument that, oh, it was all about the fans. And if he can't be the best in the world, he's not going to play. I mean, come on (laughs) because he, he didn't get traded. He didn't, he quit. Then he had a, he had a stake in the wizards and they weren't doing really well. And this gave it a little shot in the arm. Sell out. He tarnished his legacy. No, he did to not make a quick his buck. Legacy. That's like Willie Mays becoming a Met. Brett Favre with with the Jets. I mean, come on! Like, no, he, that was that. But that these throws guys water have all been playing way long. These guys have been playing so much longer than Jordan. It was such a short time. It was a short time. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't stick around for years and years and years after the fact. I, That's are, my point. Okay. Yes, the Wizards were stupid. The whole move was dumb. And it, yes, it's sort of, you know, I was like, really? I mean, that's why I, that's why I wasn't into it that much. But still. Now that I got you all worked up, now that I got you all worked up and I'm getting under your skin, let me just say this. Jordan was as good as he was partially because he got the star treatment from very, very early on. He never got called for travel. He'd take four or five steps yeah, it looked great because he could dunk from the free throw line, but he had to travel to do it. He got he always got the benefit of the doubt with the officials. He always got fouls called on him, blocking fouls called on him. He never got called for charging or, or sticking his hand in. He was probably one of the least penalized players ever, and, and, and he just got the star treatment from a very early age. So that, that I mean, I'm not saying that made him the greatest of all time, well, first off, but it juiced his off, stats. No, 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 no. First off, the dunk from the free throw line was not even during a game. Okay? I know, was it was during contest. the all-star, or the, during but, the slam dunk competition, but he could yeah. do that, so he got the, the benefit exactly. of the doubt. Now, I'm sorry, have you watched any basketball even remotely in the last 15 years? I mean, they're literally like walking with the ball in their hand. I mean, Because they, Jordan started it. Jordan started yeah. it. Well, here's, here's the thing. No matter what, here's what I'm going to say. I don't think anybody today could play basketball like it was played in the 80s and 90s. The shit that they allowed. Man. The Pistons. Celtics. The Celtics. The, the, these teams that were so aggressive and so... You can't do that today. I mean, they will call way more fouls today. People don't realize how incredible the NBA was in the 80s and 90s because, sure... Jordan may have taken that extra step and they didn't call it. Yes, maybe he wasn't penalized very often, but the rest didn't look at most stuff. So many players got away with so much. The whole thing is stupid today and no one will ever understand, unless you lived it, how great the NBA was back then. I, I always had an issue with the tongue hanging out thing. 
I don't think that was very good sportsmanship. I think he was being a, a show-off, a showboater, rubbing people's faces in it. And I don't think that was a good example to let your kids use him as a role model. I'm not speaking to you the rest of this episode. Well, good. He earned it. He earned the right to showboat. It's not like he was just talented naturally and that's it. He worked harder than anyone else. And that's why he deserves. If he wants to stick his tongue out, he can stick his tongue out. If he wants to talk trash, he can talk trash because he's Michael Jordan. End of story on that. <laughs> In all seriousness, all trolling aside, all, all hating aside, game respects game. And I got game. So I got to respect and acknowledge how, how amazing Michael was. Whether I was a fan of his or not, it does not matter. I absolutely acknowledge how amazing he was and how much better he was than everybody else at the time. And really since then as well. I mean, he was a, a man among boys. And watching clips and stuff to get ready for this... It's mind-blowing how much hang time he had, how he could contort his body and move, just make so many moves in midair. Stuff that I haven't seen before or since. Just incredible. And his play style was also very fun and entertaining because it was so smooth and, and just sleek and sexy. Like, it wasn't power. It was not Barkley. It was not Rodman. It was not uh, LeBron James. It was, it was jazz. Michael Jordan was jazz. My favorite meme during the last dance is all of the millennials holding the jersey of LeBron James. And it says, before seeing the last dance. And then the next picture is them holding number 23. Because <laughs> after watching the last dance, it's undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> 